My name is David Bummer. I'm here with my brother Navigator. Yes, sir. AKA the bass music historian, as I've really? titled them <laughs> most definitely. My new title. Bass music historian. Um, and we are here um, representing Thames Delta Radio with a webinar around bass music culture. We're going to speak about the origins of the MCs um, as in terms of what MCs do today and where that came from. So every time I take this class and I ask, you know, my my uh, my audience, where do they think MCing started from? The first thing they say is hip hop. Um, and I understand why they say that. And a lot of people say, you know, reggae music. And I understand why they say that. But there's definitely earlier stages of development before hip-hop and reggae. Um, and I think the first thing, we're going to show you some footage of it, is the West African griots. This is from West Africa. You know, I do, we don't even know the time periods of when this started. You know, it could have been from the 18th, even the 17th century. But we're talking about way before the 20th century. So this was where the whole concept and the feeling of what an MC does comes from, what we do nowadays as MC, where it all comes from. And then after that, I would say the second thing would be the scat and bebop era, which is uh, like the early 1920s. And I think we're gonna have some footage to show you of a gentleman called Cab Calloway. These guys were cabaret entertainers who could sing, dance, entertain, and they were also rapping. Um, when you check out the Cab Calloway clip, you'll see what I mean. Hey folks. Here's a story about Minnie the Moocher. She was a low-down, huge coocher. She was the roughest, toughest frail. Minnie had a heart as big as a whale. Heidi, Heidi, Heidi ho! Heidi, Heidi, Heidi ho! The central man and then he decided to destroy the land. He spoke to Noah, and Noah stopped. He said, Noah, I want you to build me an ark. I want you to build it three cubits long. I want you to build it big and strong. I want it 50 high and 50 wide so it will stand the wind and tide. And then after that, I would say the other most influential person that I look towards as a big inspiration is James Brown. But um, in terms of what James Brown did, he was, for me, one of the first guys to display what a host would do emceeing over whatever genre of music now. Because James Brown always gave space for the instrumentation. 
and he wasn't necessarily a ballad singer. He wasn't like a crooner singing, I love you, la 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 la. It wasn't that, it was more like, whoa, I feel good. You see, the principle of emceeing there was, he gave the break where the spread comes in. That is instrumentation where he doesn't need a vocal over it. But then when the little part comes where it's come back to the bass line and, and just the, the beat again, he comes back in and puts another little bit of his vocal in there. And that's what MCing is basically about, especially if you think about it in terms of, say, jungle and drum and bass or in terms of UK garage. So the first sort of reggae MCs to start hosting from the 60s would be there were three guys and the th and the three guys were King Stitch Count Machuki and Daddy Uroy from your first DJ I King Stitch hopped it from the top to the very last drop Fire Corner Coming from town, your face turned to this sound. On your way up or on your way down, I want you to step at this station for identification. I'm gonna turn it over to your sound dimension, your music producer. Everybody on the ball. Uh, King Stitch and Count Machuki both came from sound systems. Now these sound systems back in the 60s weren't full-on sound systems like an RC1 or a Void or anything like that. They were literally a small little sound system, sometimes even in the back of a car. One speaker and a little one deck and they'd play records and and, and have this, this music coming out of this speaker and they'd have a microphone there. So they'd actually be playing the music and emceeing on the music. And when I say emceeing, I'm just talking about hosting and sort of saying, you know, this song's called that. Like, you know, now here come the man them call, I don't know, Dennis Brown selection. And then they're playing the tune. And then after a while, they decide they're gonna turn it over onto the version side. And then they might do some little, wow, chickabow, chickabow, wow, wow. That was like the original style of emceeing. And even though it might not seem relevant to you guys, especially nowadays, these youngers that are doing, you know. Double time and. Right, double time <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and, you know, drill, yeah. rhyme and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, a young person like that listening to that type of thing would be like, that's got nothing to do Laughing. with what I do. Yeah. But it's literally, the first guys that started to doing this literally what everything came from like in terms of what we do now um so that was king stitch and count machuki there were two main guys that had sound systems back in that day which was i would say so cox and dodd and he had a sound called downbeat international and um there was another guy called duke reed who had a sound system sort of a setup called duke reed uh, and these guys both ended up making record labels and they went on to be very, very legendary people in the music industry and reggae. Um, but out of this era, on those first two guys, King Stitch and, and Count Machuki, came another guy who is very, very important and very, very influential and his name is Daddy Uroy. We're going to show you a clip. I love enough, love you may change, but I will never. 
Now, Daddy Uroy was the first one to have commercial success. So we call Daddy Uroy, in terms of reggae, we call Daddy Uroy the godfather of all MCs, of all DJs, because in Jamaica, we didn't call the guy on the mic the MC. We call him the DJ, because back in those days, he'd play the music and be on the microphone at the same time. Daddy Uroy is the person that I would say is the most relevant person, the person that did it on an international and commercial level back in the 60s and made other people look at it and think, hey, this is something that we can actually make money out of, we can get popular, we can sell records out of. And he set that precedent. So yeah, crazy, crazy. I mean, these guys are people that I've looked up to and I used to listen to their music when I was a child. And there was another person that was listening to them very intently and closely um, in Jamaica back in the late 60s, I would say. And it was a gentleman You're called... You're gonna talk about a man called Cool Herc. Cool Herc. Most definitely. Cool Herc. Cool Herc. Well said, David. <laughs> um, so Cool Herc left Jamaica in 1967 and went to New York. And when he was there, he decided to mix up the reggae music with what we would call, which was back in that day called the breakbeat kind of era, which is all the stuff that, you know, Clive Stubblefield was playing and what James Brown was playing. It was funk and, and, and uh, breakbeat music, you know, breaks, yeah? Um, and also a lot of Latino music. So you've got the Latino influence, you've got the American break and funk and all of that type of stuff. Amens, are you talking about the amen break? I can remember as a child watching the TV and the news came on and there was this news presenter saying, yes, the latest fad from America is called hip hop. And there was these guys doing all this furious breaking and spinning on their heads and everything and, and guys up there rapping and, and the rapper's delight, you know, in 1979, you know, I said a hip, a hop, a hip, 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 that brought that original vibe from Jamaica to America. Crazy, right? It's crazy to think about yes, that. Man. Wow. So yeah, um, so now we're coming into the era in the UK just before my era of MCs. Um, there were, you know, in the 60s and the 50s and the 60s, I would say, you know, we had the Windrush generation, which is 
my father's generation coming over here from Jamaica. Um, and in the 60s and late 60s going into the 70s, there was a lot of the children from that Windrush generation that came over when they were young to the UK and were totally besotted and embodied in the whole sound system culture thing from Jamaica and started to build their own sound systems here in the UK. And MCs that I would say influenced me in the UK coming from Tottenham would have been Raymond Naptali and another guy called Roy Rankin. We'll show you some clips from them as well. Now go next to them now, Beijing. Go next now. Now people are swollen and tight. It's like Prince Naptali on the microphone tonight. When me come show you said that you are bright. When me come show you said that you are bright. Hey, can you read me right? Can you read him? Can you read me right? Can you read him? Can you read me right? Can you read him? What? Can you read me right? Can you read him? Can you read me right? Can you read? Well, I know one type of rhythm I specialize in. Light up for them the DJ when me hear speaking. Hello, sing can sing no matter with no taxi. Give me a two of an I even try casket. Me will mash up them the rhythm with the ability. Me a say no request no to one the pussy can it say any rhythm me ride any rhythm any rhythm me ride any rhythm. And another big artist or MC from them times from South London Brixton was a guy called Just Screech. <laughs> Well, these are people that I used to go to parties literally as a 12, 13 year old, 14 year old and stand up there in the dance and just study these guys. Watch how they, watch the swag, watch how they used to pronounce their words, listen to the, the, the frequency of their voices, watch how they would hold the microphone. Listen to the, the frequency of their voice coming through the speaker box. Lyrical styles, melodies, all of this stuff for me was just intriguing and it made me want to tick up the mic and do it myself as well. So Raymond Naptali, Roy Rankin, Just Screechy, there was a, quite a few others. We won't go into the whole thing, but I'm sure we can find a couple of clips to show you. I remember him chatting that in dances on cutting cocks and back in you know in the late 70s early literally standing up there and then that became a record and I'm I'm blowing up blew him up and then SL2 came along and I sampled, sampled it, it and made the other <laughs> tune and he blew Mad. up it's Mad. just crazy how, how it all goes who would you say was like really influential in the 80s then who what kind of artists would you say Right, well, you know, this is my era now. You know? This is something that I can talk about extensively. Okay. I'm not going to go into like the full thing, but yeah. In the 80s, uh, Rubber Dub Dancehall was the preferred choice of music. Then when it got to like the mid 80s, that's when the digital dancehall music came in. Yeah. 
people like Smiley Culture, Tipper Irie, uh, Philip Levi, um, obviously Dima Rockers and Flinty Badman, who you now know as Ragga Twins, myself, Specky Navigator, Tenafly, Daddy Freddy, oh my gosh, you know, Sweetie Irie, they came a little bit they later. They came a little right? bit later, General, General Levy, Sweetie Irie, later. towards yeah. the end of the, the 80s. Yeah. But that era of people, like I would say, even though I was growing up with them and we were all the same age, Smiley Culture was definitely an, an innovative person yeah. who had a, a very business-minded, you know, approach yeah. to yes. the music industry at that time. That me so fast and true, me drive a Fiat and a Merxel with me Lancia. Some more time I'm going to East and I'm going to check some company. Them are telling produce insurance license and MOT, but me say, Police officer no give me producer. Police officer no bother give me producer. Police officer no give me producer. And you're talking about the mid 80s here. There was a lot of racism. There was a lot of blockages for for black the black culture and the black music in general. You couldn't get a venue. You wouldn't, you know. And all of a sudden, I'm seeing Smiley Culture on TV. Uh, and we can't forget a guy called Peter King. He is the guy that originated that fast style that Smiley Culture and Asher Senator became popular for. Uh, and they've never ever sort of denied that. It's just, you know, it's about being in the right place at the right time. Sometimes you might have started something, but you just never had the charisma or you weren't in the right place at the right time. Or you didn't have the the, the the energy to step forward and take it. And another, another guy did. But Peter King, big up yourself, because we know that you was the originator of the fast style. UK 80 sound system MCs yeah. literally are the basis for everything that's happened since 1980 coming right through to 2022 like where you're where we are now uk sound system mcs from the 1980s Tell them about the Slimmies. What Slimmies? The ones in electric and I see them. Yep. Cause when I see them, I did a rap. What? You mean you didn't store You know that? I did dip for word about to die through a problem. <laughs> right, so Rodney <laughs> P, London <laughs> Posse, you know, this was a, uh, uh, a mega group really and they were the first guys to really make an impact alongside demon boys there was another guy called there was another group called hijack mm. i don't know if you know about a guy called unknown mc who, who's quite big in the garage scene back in the day um he's, he was from hijack you okay. know uh, that was okay. another group you know they'd come out on stage with a with a coffin and <laughs> Fight all these <laughs> balaclavas on the lights, you know, crazy. Yeah. But their live show was amazing. Do you know what I mean? So you've got Rodney P, Bionic, like Black Twang, mm. obviously Rebel MC, who we all know now was Congo Natty. He was another one of those guys. Cut, cut, cut. Tell me something. You can't play bass. You can't play drum. They literally were the bridging between reggae sound systems 
and dance music in some culture. The MC has started, pump up the house and groove it style. You're in a shakedown zone. You like bass, I love it to the bone. They also spoke in their own UK accents. You know, yeah. Skinny Man was another Holistic affairs, nobody cares, magic's going on everywhere People have got less stuff to share Next generations must prepare and I'm well sincere When I do declare that we're getting more heartless year to year Who says big men don't shed a tear? They'll all be living under fear UK hip-hop MCs, for me, are the most underappreciated genre or era of MCs in the UK The bummer awaits, rises, creates an evil structure A terror conductor, a lethal weapon constructed by credit it had the little bit of ragga mixed up in it because most of them have got West Indian parents, whether it's from Jamaica or another West Indian island. So you've got the little bit of patois in there, yeah. but it's mixed up with the Cockney with the, from yeah. the London, you know, uh, slangs and all of that, and they mix that all up together. K, lash your ass, clock, neck off. I split you in half like a gun blast from Lennox. Lennox. Hotter than flammable rocks from the manor, where manor animal, yamming you like fox. Expert slush, we specialize in handling with man's hatching and planning plots, looking to jam in your spot. The pioneers of the British hip hop scene. I want to hear a little bit about the dance era now. Saturday night from South London. Hundreds of young people are gathering for the latest craze, an acid house party in a disused warehouse. Coaches will take them to a destination which has deliberately been kept secret to evade the police. Where do you think you're going to? Oh, we don't know. It's quite like mystery. That's the mystery about it. This is acid, man. This is acid, man. Dance music era of for MCs. Um, those guys before the UK hip hop MCs, they literally paved the way for what was going on now because we took that breakbeat influence from the UK hip hop music and sped it up and it became Acid House. There wasn't yeah. a lot of the lyrical side of it, wasn't really there at first, nah. but there were a few guys out there like Mad P. There was a few guys out there that were lyrical, I ain't gonna say that, but it wasn't really what we would be, how we, how it was. It was more about, into. yeah, it was like more about rhyming. So a lot of people were kind of like very high on whatever yeah. substances yeah. they were taking and drink and they weren't really MCs, they were mates of mates jumping up on the stage. Yeah. But what it did was it led from Acid House into Hardcore and then into Jungle. Now when it got into the Hardcore period, just coming towards the end of Acid House, I was around Ragga Twins, we were very good friends. They got signed to a label called Shut Up and Dance. And you know, if you go back, we'll show you some footage definitely of, of some of the tracks from them times there. I'm 
You know, we went from Acid House into the hardcore era. And after this hardcore music came in, you started to feel this reggae influence coming Come into in. the music. I mean, so we're hearing, I was in these dances, hearing all of this 80s music now being regurgitated, remixed and reworked into this hardcore jungle music that was evolving. And it just brought me right back to when I was a teenager, man. I'm jumping around in these dances as, as a 30 odd year old thinking like, wow, this is amazing. And yeah, I suppose that was the original. The first MC I heard in a roast party, which was Sunday Roast, they played like Strictly Jungle, was MC Moose. There were people like GQ, uh, Baseman from the Midlands, you had uh, the first sort of like fast, proper fast style MC that used to kill it, kill it, kill it. Rest in Rest peace. Rest in peace, Stevie Hyper D. Shabba, Shabba, Shabba D was big them times there as well. Yeah. Fearless. Fearless. Yo, Martin will love them, I spin them like a windmill You talk fit them, don't tell them how we got this skill Dance girl, nice and let's spend them on the bill I think I'll see you with vices like them things can fulfill Now what Jungle did was it gave the UK its own identity. I've been in many parties, I've been to many events, I've seen people on the street, I've gone to uh, a 40th birthday party or a 30th birthday party and you're in there with all these people and people just come up to me at the bar and they're like, Navi man, Navi you've got no clue what you did. Well, it wasn't me by myself that did that. There was a whole load of us junglists and jungle bass people that, that put jungle and jungle bass on the map. But one thing it did do was it gave us our own individual identity in the UK. Jungle music did that, and that was the springboard for all of the other genres. Ha <laughs> ha! 
also rest in peace Skibidi because Skibidi you know Skibber was one of those guys that came along a little bit later than everybody else yeah. maybe around the mid 90s I mean he was doing his thing from earlier but like you know when he actually started getting going and becoming the Skibidi that we knew before he passed it was around the mid 90s I was about 95 96 mm. and he literally took all of them influences and all of this stuff and making you know lyrics about street fighter and cars and football teams and <laughs> what have you and it's gone from you know original jungle music to drum and bass and into what we call jump up now um, and so then you have to speak about people like, I don't know, X-Man and Harry Shotter. Yo, explode like a bomb man, let off the fresh cold. Death flow, my dress cold. Jet black, I'm going to war. The back tens, even the red patch on the vest top. Press that, trigger this, figure your head back. Head back to base where I rest that. Death by the bombers on off him. It's murder. Me and my team, we take the team cards. I excel the expansion. Look at my excel sheet for the tax year. I'm not ramping. X-raying, not complicated. I'm concentrating on ranking. How you lyrically before without the award, I'll still the and the next genre to kick off after that was UKG, which is UK Garage. And those, a lot of those MCs actually wanted to be jungle MCs, but the scene was so saturated and locked, they couldn't get in. Um, and the original Garage MC, I can remember from back in the roast days when we sort of elevated the whole brand and started to play Astoria, there would always be a garage room in the second arena and the Don MC them times there was was MC Creed. And the MC style was more on a, a hip hop tip as opposed to jungle, which was more on a ragga tip and on, on a double time kind of thing. Um, so at that stage of the game, we had people like Creed, DT. Do you really like it? Do you really like it? We're loving it, loving it, loving it. We're loving it, like uh, Luck and Neat. Yeah. CKP. Mid-General. Love CK, man. That's that's my, my don out of all of the MCs, them. Um, I don't want to be disrespectful to anybody. If I haven't mentioned your name, please. You know what I mean? Viper, Blakey, R.I.P. Charlie Brown. There's so many of you guys out there. You know, even... Um, even Evil B, you know, he's, he was a bad man on the garage as well. Be live, you know, big up yourself, be live. Um, and then it got into the cruise, Heartless Crew, Pay As You Go, and ultimately we ended up with a crew called So Solid. Something that started off as an underground thing in clubs and in warehouses and stuff like that actually getting to the point where you're getting signed by a major record label and before these guys there was the the jungle mcs and they did exactly the same thing they were getting signed by major record labels general levy for instance made incredible one of the biggest jungle hits that went national you know uk apache with um original nutter that went national so now we've come out of the jungle era and we've gone into the uk garage era and all of these mcs uh whether or not 
what they were in the dance or whether they'd made records, they all took this UK MC culture to a whole another, another level. level. You know, the 80s was, I would say, largely sound system. The 90s was when we got into dance music and we had acid house, we had hardcore and we had jungle. The end of the 90s, we're going into the UK garage era. And now we're talking about 2000. The year 2000 is when I sort of became aware of grime music and the origins of what that genre was about. I'm a deep one, deep sun king from a deep slum. So cold after me, the heat's done. Yeah, and your flow's a cheap one. My flow's money, your fam say my words like drink, dance, bubble, cool that a discreet one. Got so many bangers in my map when I flick through fam, I'm dying to leak one. So many bangers, I'm dying to leak one. And it was also the same time, around the same time, when YouTube started getting popular. People were just uploading videos on there and everybody started to get these smartphones, you know, the little kids, they were on laptops, they were on notebooks and iPads and you know it was crazy I didn't even flipping got a proper smartphone yet didn't even have a don't think I even had an email address at that stage <laughs> but grime blew up like crazy Grime music was also another genre of music that evolved because a lot of these grime MCs wanted to be either jungle or UK garage MCs, but there was no space there. Some manners don't like me, they try and bad mind me when Kano comes to town. All I say is mine's right and they lose the limelight when Kano comes around. Some try to screw me or even sue me, but it don't work because the crowd don't boo me. You ain't a true G, I'm too deep, how can Kano stay on the ground? Yeah. I want to bring it right up to date now. Mm. Um, it's been amazing speaking about this actually. When I speak about this and I think about it, you know, I've been an MC now or a vocalist or a whatever you want to call me. I've been doing this for 43 years this year. Uh, and over those four decades, I've seen so much that it, it prompted me to go and look back into it and find out exactly where some of this original energy came from to take us to where we are now. And I'm one of those guys that's always um, been looking for the new angle. I don't get stuck or static into what I'm doing. I've always wanted to do something new. I like working with the youths, them. I like working with people that I've never worked with before. I like working with the elders before me even because they're always going to show you something that you don't know, that you haven't learned before. Um, and that's imperative in my whole uh, forward movement and my capacity as an MC is to be learning all the time. So now, and I know there's a lot of elders out there and people out here that don't, really identify with what the youngers are doing now but there's no doubt that trap and drill have had a huge influence on what's going on in the uk in terms of what emceeing is and we've also got like um what do they call it? they call it trap hall as well the jamaican dancehall thing has also evolved into something else so the youngers are more into this trap and drill kind of beats and and people are collaborating from, you know, America to Jamaica, back to the UK. Mm. So, you know, I would say that the hottest genre of music right now in the UK in terms of what MCs do is a genre called... Drill. Drill. Look, 
Fresh home, still using a kettle to whip this fish, ain't nothing like tuna. Would have been more than meddling kids if Kruger taught me to whip up sooner. I don't chop with melanin kids, the rumor. The digger D is a groomer, I just mixed 252 with 60. The boy Ash just rang for a tuna. And, 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 and that's actually factual. Pirates full with oil, in jail mixed that with mackerel. It felt amusing for you when big man Joe man broke my capsule, capsules. Should have been at school, he left that place when cats could. Why? We all sell drugs, it's natural. Just nicely up to date. And there you have it, you know, that's the full spectrum of what I would call the origins of the MC in terms of where it came from, originated from, before it was actually spoken over a musical beat, which is over drums, you know, you know, that type of vibe, to what we're doing now with drill, you know, so that's it from Navi, the bass music historian. Because it reminds me of when, when Jungle first started in London, right? And it's just the, the exuberance of the crowd, the vibes, you can just feel the feedback, yeah. you know? And that's the best thing about being up there on the stage and actually trying to, you know, bring that vibe out of the crowd. Shine right up.